Good morning. This is Podcast 9. Getting in there, getting inside your eardrums. Here we are, resonating deeply inside your brain, changing the audio waves into a, into a, a series of vibrations and, and coding that your language centers are processing into mental images and meanings. How you doing? Tuesday morning, grey, rain, cold, damp, and dreary. But that's that's what's happening. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I am immune to bad weather this morning. Uh, I had a nice, peaceful evening yesterday. I just chilled out. I was still very sore and stiff uh, from uh, jiu-jitsu at the weekend. And I just did nothing. Watched uh, watched the movie John Wick with Keanu Reeves. Uh, it was cool. <clears throat> Although a bunch of uh, mean Russian gentlemen. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't want to do any spoilers in case anybody uh, didn't see it. But uh, I've been reading a book at the minute, and it is called Zen and the Martial Arts. And it is pretty shit. Uh, it's like written by a sort of an 80s American martial arts guy. And that was kind of like, uh, you know, it's hard to say what kind of an era that was. It was kind of like the golden era of bullshit uh, martial arts. Um, you know, before... Because really, I think MMA was probably when... Uh, MMA just fucking straightened out what was nonsense and what was not. And uh, up until then, it was kind of hard to know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's like there's loads of, like, Bruce Lee quotes in there. and uh, But there's also a lot of sort of parable-like stories where, you know, this guy is, like, uh, going to these places doing, like, I don't know what kind of shit he's doing, like, Hapkido or uh, uh, some sort of... Uh, branch of karate and uh, you know he's he's doing his training and everybody fucking talks to this like uh, Socrates and they're just like I don't know what the, I can't remember what the guy's name is let's say it's John or whatever and it's just like John I see you are having great difficulty in your training first you must overcome your own obstacles within yourself before you can overcome the obstacles that are external to you and it's just all like you know, ex- extremely deep uh, philosophical advice where then he's like, and as soon as I overcame the obstacles I felt a rush and immediately my techniques became incredibly proficient and fluid it's just it's just hard to take seriously um, you know, there's there's so many videos on uh, YouTube of like you know 8th Dan Black Belt Masters of you know, whatever, the deadliest fighting style that you've never heard of. Uh, and they're just fat, fat middle-aged guys that have somehow recruited a big uh, stable of, of morons. And they do these, like, uh, uh, what sort of exhibition displays of their... to kind of demonstrate their martial arts prowess. And then they have a bunch of these dorks 
coming lunging at them, and then they like, <laughs> like they, they wrist lock everybody in a sort of a, a conveyor belt of morons just flo- f- like flying around the mats doing like little James Bond uh, front flips, you know, from these from these bullshit uh, wrist locks, and uh, yeah, and that was a huge market like back in the, in the states, all through uh, the eighties. I guess these days now it's kind of it's becoming less uh, or it's just it's becoming more obvious that it's nonsense like, you know but I mean it's not helping that Steven Seagal is like at the UFC events like nodding you know when I, when Anderson Silva like front snap kicks somebody in the jaw and then Steven Seagal like does like a knowing nod he's just like mm-hmm, that's what we practice that's what we practiced and yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, what Steven Seagal is is, uh, is a big dude, uh, I'm, and I'm sure he's really good at Aikido, uh, but I don't think there's any Aikido masters um, that are uh, doing too well in the, in the UFC right now. Although I have heard that it's a really good precursor for uh, for grappling and jujitsu because. It teaches uh, the valuable uh, concepts of misdirection and uh, timing, which are uh, crucial in uh, an art like Aikido. Aikido. But uh, it is that stuff is interesting, but pretty hard. You know, there's just too many chumps to to take it seriously. But I would love to like meet an actual. A guy who was legit in that kind of stuff, but uh, they're few and far fair between, I think. Um, so I was thinking there uh, yesterday about how it's been a while since I've gotten deep into any uh, conspiracy theories. I used to be a big fan of conspiracy theories, um, just learning about them and stuff. I really enjoyed it. Just kind of getting into these alternative alternative things but uh the most recent one that i've that i kind of got into was i watched a documentary called going clear on scientology which was absolutely fascinating um i never really knew that much about scientology uh just kind of the basic premise of you show up for your uh, free personality test or you know iq tests or whatever it is and you know, they say like, "Oh my goodness, you're in the uh, the uh, 99th percentile for cognitive uh, resonance. You are a perfect candidate to to really uh, hone your uh, your skills and reach your uh, intelligence potential by uh, going to this meeting." And you kind of get roped into uh, the initial meetings where uh, <clears throat> everything is really positive and. You're learning really cool concepts about, uh, you know, the mind and psychology. Slowly get roped into it, and uh, before you know it, then you're on the path to uh, reaching a state of clarity. And uh, it, it it looked like from the the original inception of Scientology had, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't even know if it had levels. L. L. Ron Hubbard is the guy who. Uh, who coined the term Scientology and came up with the kind of structure of it. 
and he was previously a science fiction writer and uh, pretty charismatic guy they usually these people usually are uh, but yeah uh, it's a good documentary you check it out it's uh, it's well worth a watch if only to watch Tom Cruise receiving the Freedom Medal of Valor uh, which is just some sort of phony award that they made up specifically for Cruise because he's uh, a very powerful ally I would imagine in terms of um, advertising the religion to the masses Tom Cruise having him on board uh, definitely doesn't do them any harm I think anyway but I mean what do I know but it, it is crazy just watching him getting up he's at this big like Oscars style pageantry event where it's like the Scientology AGM or award ceremony I don't know what the fuck it is but uh, yeah he gets it and you know he's up on the stage like like he's just won a Nobel Prize and he's like you know he's like if you've got the power to influence humanity then it is your responsibility as a human to do that you know and he's there clenching his fist like uh, some sort of fucking egomaniac it's uh, it's worth it it's worth watching just to see just to see is the confidence in his face with the Freedom Medal of Valor is uh, it's it's really quite something but uh, yeah that's a that's a hot recommendation from me it's an interesting one well worth a watch some uh, fascinating insights into the structure of Scientology and what else um, there was that thing in the news recently about the dentist who uh, killed Cecil the lion I don't really know a whole lot about it uh, sad, you know, pretty sad, like, a bit of a fucking dick, what the, what's his deal, like, shooting a lion with a bow, and, like, just injuring it, and then the poor lion is, uh, is just, like, hobbling around, injured for 40 hours before, uh, some of this guy, this guy's, uh, assistants just finish it off with a rifle, um, really uh really sad and uh a great example of this new era of internet justice where that just fucking went live and everyone online just went after this guy they shut he shut down his practice i think he's essentially on the run right now um you know fuck i mean it is a good example of uh of that kind of social justice but you know that that shooting a lion is very sad, obviously. But you know, there's all sorts of uh, horrific humanitarian issues going on that just kind of get uh, get passed by. And now that's not to say, you know, what what's more wrong, or you know, what should we be spending our time? It's just interesting, really, about what people gravitate towards and what people kind of get up and their uh, soapbox and start pontificating about it. And then I guess it's also the fact that just, you know, people absolutely love lions. Um, the Lion King, 
has probably a lot to do with that, which we all loved. Probably my favourite Disney movie. Uh, I always thought it was kind of interesting how in a lot of Disney movies, like, the bad guys were kind of really camp, uh, posh guys, like Scar. Scar was, like, really kind of posh, kind of camp voice, like, yeah, Simba, that'd be ridiculous, that, that kind of shit, whereas, like, his brother, who I assume he grew up with in the Serengeti, Mufasa, is like, Simba, you must learn the responsibilities, you know, just pure fucking, like, power voice, and then, uh, yeah, and then Scar, yeah, what a bastard, but, uh, that was a brilliant movie, you know, it was, uh, was absolutely outstanding and the uh, devastating scene where Scar uh, could have saved Mufasa during the Wildebeest uh, stampede is probably the most moving scene I've ever uh, witnessed as a as a movie fan and probably the closest I've come to tears in in any movie and I'm not ashamed to say that you know, I'll stand up and I'll say that, with, and I'll put myself out there on the cross. Um, that was very, very sad. Um, but you know, it's through great adversity that we really find ourselves, and that's what uh, that's what Simba did, and he uh, rose to the occasion. And it took some time away, you know, under the tutelage of Simone and Pumbaa. Uh, an unlikely pairing of mentors but one that worked out nonetheless and one that a pairing that offered Simba many valuable lessons that he may not have learned otherwise and certainly not in such an unconventional manner but uh, when he came back to Pride Rock and uh, saw what he was dealing with you know he he stepped up to the plate, stepped up to the plate, and he took on Scar, his uncle Scar, and his uh, his uh, his army of hyenas. And also, he did not do it alone because he had a powerful ally in the form of the martial arts expert mandrel of Rafiki, who was just fucking lads up with his stick he had that stick with the little uh, mango things or something on the end and man he was he's like this old he is the he is the zen master he's a perfect example of a true martial artist he was like meditating all the time and he was always very present you know he's always in the moment providing fantastic advice and then when it came to throw down, he was slamming lads, just throwing leather hard. And just, man, those guys didn't stand a chance. But uh, that's that wraps it up for today, for Tuesday morning on the podcast. Um, you know, there's not going to be many Tuesdays exactly like this one. In fact, there's probably going to be none. So, based on that, you know, it's important that you uh, realize that this is an opportunity to progress. 
today is the day that you may make the biggest leap in your own evolutionary psychology that you've ever made to this up to this point and maybe you're setting yourself up for the greatest home run of all time and and I, and I want to be the one to tell you that you can do it so until next time be good stay strong <laughs>